Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Good. How are you? Doing great, thanks. How's the weather your way? Hot. It's 88 degrees. It got up to like 90-something today. And then Michael's car said it was 107 at the car after work. Okay. So pretty warm. Yeah, pretty warm. Pretty warm. Is it one of those heats where you're sweating, doing nothing at all? It's getting muggy. Like, we went to the park this morning, and everybody's just like, oh, it feels like the air's wet. Mm. Like, it's that kind of. But we're kind of used to it, but it seems like it's getting hotter with time every year. But anyway. So tell me about your, your lovely temperatures, right? Uh, well, right now it's 22 Celsius or 72-ish Fahrenheit. Oh, man, that's perfect. 72 would be, like, the ideal temperature all year round. I think so, too. It's uh, not too hot, but it's warm enough that you can, like, be outside or wear shorts or whatever else you want to do. So Nice breeze. Yeah. Yeah. I did some errands, and I did a lot of walking today. Because uh, oh, all the you. errands were walking distance, so I walked, and then I came home, and then I had this vodka soda that tastes like margarita. That's quite nice. Um, hits well. Like comes like that. It comes like it, which I was oh. a little skeptical because I'm like, is this vodka soda or is it a margarita? It ends up it's just it's basically a vodka soda that kind of tastes like lemonade, oh, but yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, um, cool. Work, and you know, also could probably use a drink is good old Lorelai because, hooey, she's got a lot of drama going on in her life right now, and. It centers around everyone's least favorite character. Well, probably most people's least favorite character, which is Christopher. I saw like, is that a, like a hardcore. Hmm? I saw there was like a list online of like like favorite to least favorite characters on Gilmore Girls, and like there oh, were really? some at the bottom that just made sense. Um, like, like yeah, April. Um, any of the characters from that time where Jess went to California for an episode. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Which also involves Anna because she, Shirley Fenn played the girlfriend of the dad in that too. Yeah. So she's, so she's probably two of like the most hated characters. So if you see Shirley Fenn, Fenn in an episode, just run for the hills. Um, but like, I think almost unanimously everyone was like, yeah, Christopher, just. Um... Uh, I mean, there's got to be a hardcore fan base for Christopher though. There's got to be some people that are just like, Christopher, go home, you know? I think there are people who probably see Christopher as like Lorelai's true love because she was her or he was her first kind of. Mm -hmm. Right. But most others are like, "Eh, he's problematic (laughs) to put it lightly. Manic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like just that like a theory that's going around like he's manic. No, no, no. Like that. He's problematic. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, not Maddox. Well, yeah, he's that too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is Maddox too. He does seem a little all over the place, and in a way that's not necessarily healthy. But I think he's, I think he's entitled. Yeah. I think he's entitled, and he doesn't know the best way to handle situations. So he either throws money at things or freaks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either yeah, of which yeah. is probably not that yeah. great. Right. Um, not the kind of guy that's going to own up to his behavior. No, definitely not. But we're talking about season seven, episode twelve. To whom it may concern. 
uh, it's also uh, funny to think that this is like they actually cite like this is episode seven of the CW drama Gilmore Girls, which is funny because for the first six seasons it was a Warner Brothers drama, but that's b- before they changed it to the CW, which it is now. That's interesting. I guess the sets are all the same, and I mean it's so when they changed the network, yeah. they kept everything the same. Pretty much, they changed the the showrunner. Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. the showrunner. Yeah, which is a huge. Yeah, um, I'm not the biggest fan of season seven. I think we've talked about this before, but I think this is like starting to be a bit of a turning point. There are some decent moments in this episode, um, you know, stuff that I actually kind of liked. Um, like I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, but then there's also stuff that's just really problematic. We'll get to that, and I'm talking about Jackson in this episode. Um, yeah. You know what? Maybe we should just dive in. Can we? we let's just dive in and talk about because this is the thing that's on my mind the most, and it's Why? the one that's the most problematic. So in real life, like um, the actress that plays Sookie, um, Melissa McCarthy, got pregnant, so they had to they had to either figure a way to like write her out of the show or write her pregnancy into the show. So I guess like back earlier in the show they said that he that Jackson got a vasectomy but they now had to change that because Melissa McCarthy got pregnant and they wanted to write that into the show so what did they say is that it sorry it actually fit because the way it worked was when she had the second baby there's a nurse there and she says now you're gonna go get snipped and he's like what are you talking about she goes oh yeah you're gonna get a vasectomy bye and she like literally like pushes him out of the room yeah. And 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 I remember we talked about like um just like autonomy over your body that here she was ordering him to get a vasectomy without consulting him. Mm-hmm. And so I find it kind of interesting that now now like you know I don't know how many seasons later, two or three seasons later, now we actually hear about that. Yeah. That that now he's like nope, didn't get one. But then the other thing is like, well, but I didn't I didn't pick up on this, but did he did they just not use birth control or what? Well, yeah, presumably not. I mean, because she was under the impression that he got a vasectomy and he was keeping it a secret. So I don't think he would say, let's use birth control because he's probably, he's still under the guise that he, he got the vasectomy. Yeah. So. So what did he think was going to happen? And he, and he wanted more kids too, remember? Like he wanted like six or something and she's like, no, we're going to end And I two. think that's where... I do agree that both sides of this are problematic, but I think I'd slightly mm-hmm. tip the hat more to Jackson because now Suki is pregnant and it's because he didn't want to tell her the truth and he didn't get the vasectomy. It's like, uh. Right. And also, maybe he's afraid of her to some extent because if you're ordering yeah. your spouse to get a vasectomy, and she yeah. was pretty adamant about it, I mean, she was pretty, she was pretty cold about it. Not a discussion about it, but it's like, no, you will. And have a nurse there, which would never happen mm-hmm. in real life. But that's a lot of chutzpah to yeah. go ahead and have a nurse waiting there without yeah. checking with him. I guess the show never brings up, or at least in this episode, I didn't hear any mention of an abortion. Like, I was kind of waiting right. for it. I was kind of thinking, like, they would just be like, get an abortion and then go get, please go get the vasectomy or something, but. I guess, well, I guess that, that doesn't make any sense because 
they have to keep the pregnancy into the show to, because of Melissa McCarthy. Her, but never Melissa mind. McCarthy was pregnant. I think pregnant with her first daughter. First yeah. Daughter. So. Yeah. So it's it's yeah it's problematic in my opinion. But is it uh, necessarily? Um, you know, I don't know. It it it's it's problematic in the sense that like I don't know. Here's a couple that. You know, I think most people were rooting for, although there's times Jackson is borderline not rootable. And, uh, you know, I think even makes it worse. I think, like, both of them are just, like, I, I could care less about either of you now anymore. Like, ugh, it's it's not good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that's not the only thing that happens in this episode. This is a jam-packed episode because... Uh, we also get uh, some more kind of uh, follow-up on Lorelai's character reference for Luke. So, as you might recall in the previous episode, Luke asked Lorelai to write him a character reference. Uh, and, um, yeah, uh, it's read out loud in the court, which actually I thought was a very moving scene. I like the scene where yeah. they're reading it out and, like, it's a very sweet letter from Laura. Really, I mean, what a great character reference letter. That's like the kind that you would hope for, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I'm like, this is probably some of the best writing the writers have done this season, is that letter. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, it was real. It was like, we've had issues, but he's still wonderful, and he's been there for my kid. And here's Christopher, who hasn't. Yes. I think, like, the letter explicitly makes mention that, like, Christopher wasn't there, but Luke was. And mm-hmm. um, Christopher sees the letter, and that's when he he gets pretty fired up about it. And I think... Chicken to roost. Huh? Yes. And I think the big part of that was it kind of lambasted in the fact that he wasn't there, but Luke was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, she's not being totally open with him, either. No. Just like she wasn't with luke about christopher yeah she uh, lorelei one of lorelei's big things is she's just not very open and honest with her partners so right carries over now to christopher sometimes they're not either but i think it's a different it's in a different way Hmm? yeah I, i would agree with that i also but i also think well i mean at least in this show like there's been plenty of times where lorelei just kind of doesn't quite share the truth with people Sometimes it's not the biggest thing, uh, and sometimes it can be big. Like, I think of, like, Max in season two when she just, like, called off the wedding and then, like, mm-hmm. you know, just drove away. And I don't even know if she told Max until later, but, And what yeah. was it with Christopher? Like, she um, went to lunch with Christopher and lied to... She didn't just leave it out. She lied to Luke about it. Yeah. She said that she did, hadn't met up with him, but she did. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Christopher le- reads the letter, and um, yeah, it's uh, not looking good for the both of them when uh, he reads the letter because he's very upset about this. Um, but instead of talking about it, he flees, which is his usual mo. Yeah. He exits when he things aren't going his way. And I thought it was a very interesting um 
kind of shot they did when you see Lorelai wake up in the morning and she's in bed by herself where when we opened the season, she was in bed with Christopher. So they kind of, I, I don't know if they were yeah. intentionally doing this, but it was like, oh, okay, you're kind of playing, you're, you're kind of following right. through on that. So. Right. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else happened in this episode. It was those two big things and uh, both problematic for different reasons. Um, oh, and I guess too, uh, Richard is, uh, you know, in a, in an economics class, which Rory's attending and, uh, he collapses during the lecture as well, which is how we end the episode. So but he had a heart attack before, right? I think it was angina the first time. So it wasn't quite a heart attack, but very similar in a lot of ways. I think angina is kind of like the lead up to a heart attack for a lot of mm-hmm. cases. Like a bellwether, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? Emily was in this one, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought she was. I know she definitely is the next one. So I said Emily because she always knocks it out of the park no matter what they give her. Mm-hmm. It's just a gift she has. Worst, Jackson and Christopher. It's a tie. Yeah. I just can't get behind either one of them. Uh, and it's not just the writing. Mm-hmm. It, it is. I think it's the performances, too. Like, it's it's more than just the writing, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went with least favorite. This is, this is kind of... Um, I mean... There's really a lot to choose from. It, the, the worst performance, there was a lot. But I went with Anna, mostly because she was just being, like, totally despicable. Like, Luke is just trying to be nice, and I get that, like, maybe she doesn't like him, but, like, it could have been played better. She just played her so one-dimensional, like, I don't know why we're here. We're it's wasting so our time. It's like, okay, well. And you really have a chance. I mean, that was horrible. Yeah, and I'm like, you wouldn't think you're wasting your time because you're here fighting for custody of your daughter. You're that's not nothing for you. If you're doing this, that's because it's mm-hmm. it's important to you. So And just this jealousy that he didn't have a relationship with her was just so apparent. I mean, that's yeah. what I got from it, is that she's throwing all these relationships she's like you've never had a long lasting relationship. I'm like, Well, you know, he could have had one with his kid if you had told him about the kid. Mm-hmm. And he had a really good point that or I think his attorney said, you know, that if it wasn't for April doing this project, he may have still not known about her. Yeah. It wasn't like Anna called him and told him. No. She kept it all to herself, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then best... Uh, it's not a lot here. I guess I'll say Lorelai. I don't know. I thought how she was kind of handling uh trying to kind of figure out the letter and what to make of it you could tell she was very conflicted about it but then even then it came home to roost for her and it yeah it didn't quite work out for her but i did like how she handled that sort of inner conflict like you could tell that she was really kind of not dreading the letter because i think she knew the importance of it but at the very least like its implications and what it would do right so all right. Um, um, I think the best thing, which is 
not great, then we have to figure out what to do next. Uh, favorite reference. Uh, I was just making um, a joke because I closed the notes by accident, so you, oh, you feel you a little aimless when you when you close them. So, but oh, so uh, reference of the Sue Grafton books. So Sookie mentioned these that she was looking forward to reading. I forget which letter it was, but Sue Grafton had a book series with Kinsey Milhone's the main character, and she went A through Y. She passed away before she could write Z. Um, but I really like that book series. I like those trees, so that was a nice call-out. And also that newborn baby smell they're talking about, I, I read a study somewhere about um, that smell of a newborn does something to hormones, and I can't remember what the study was. I'll have to look it up first, but, um, but there's an actual, like, biological thing that happens. I think it has to do with, I think it has something to do with oxytocin and, and parent-child bonding. Um, but babies smell like that for a reason, and it's it's to uh, I think it's to increase bonding. Hmm. So if baby smells intoxicating. That's why. Okay. Perfect. Okay. How about you? Uh, What's your reference? Uh, there was uh, some semi decent ones. Um. I uh, the Paris says, "Oh, so now she's decided to just ignore you." How very Heather's of her. Which, oh yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, they they reference Heather's a lot, which is a great movie. You should go watch mm -hmm. it. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. It's very darkly comedic, but mm -hmm. it's very good. Yeah. Um, it's not the first or the the last time maybe Sherman Palladino references that show. So. No, it was like the fourth or fifth time. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think it must be one of her favorites. It has to be. Well, actually, I guess mm -hmm. Amy Sherman Palladino didn't write this, but. We'll, we'll, we'll consider it nonetheless. But at the time, it was... I, I'm pretty sure it was a hit at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but it had Christian Slater, who's in Mr. Robot, um, Winona Ryder, who's in Stranger Things, and they were like in their prime in this. Mm -hmm. I'd argue that they're still in their prime, but... Yeah. Um, Shan Doherty's in that, too, when I was in it. Yeah, great movie. Uh, I quoted on a weekly basis, I think. Yeah, go watch that movie if you haven't already. It's a great one. And you'll you'll get all these like I notice like when I watch movies, I'm like, oh, that's where that reference is. Like it, you'll probably watch it and go, oh, like when someone says something, you don't quite get what they're saying. It's usually from Heather's. Yeah, like what's your damn? Especially Heather? if it's somebody of like my age range. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like a movie too that I find like most people enjoy because it's kind of a horror movie but it's also a comedy mm -hmm. black comedy drama like there's there's a lot there that people latch on to so i don't want to watch it with your kids so i'd say watch it adult only yes that is definitely the case okay um favorite quote from this episode um, i like when lorelei said to Sookie's coffee tastes like bride because I was thinking, why not? And this is in the psych section, but why can't Sookie just ask for what she needs? Well, yeah. Communication is clearly their not their strong suit at all. Okay. Um, considering the fact that well, like yeah. he he was he didn't get that vasectomy. I'm like, oh, that's just oh boy. Um. Okay, let's see. Favorite quote? There's a few decent quotes in here. Let me see. 
Yeah, that would mean you'd also have to lie about the follow-up, too, because you follow up to see if you have any active sperm in your sample. Yeah. So he had to lie about that appointment, too. Or, mm. or they just, like, didn't address it. As a couple. Um, you do uh, a follow-up. Yeah. Hmm? You would think that, like, yeah. Like, what are you going to be like? Yeah, I, I went. Like, I'm sure she probably asked him, and he was like, yeah, I did. And he was probably just, yeah. you know, what he didn't care. Or it could be that they just don't talk about stuff. I mean, that's not unheard of either. Yeah. The couples just don't share that. Um, my, I don't really have a favorite quote per se, but I do really like the exchange between Lorelai and Christopher near the end. Because they kind of get through a lot of their kind of issues. Like, there's mm -hmm. moments where Christopher says, well, the fact you didn't want to leave Stars Hollow, that you were dead set against redoing the wedding... That you didn't want to have a baby with me i mean it's all because of him right so there's stuff like that like it, it's more than just a quote because it was that whole exchange i really liked but right yeah but it's I, pushing it all away from him and him not taking responsibility for the fact that maybe she didn't want to have a baby because you just like pulled her right out of the blue yeah like 3 a.m in the morning or something yeah he really just does not take responsibility for his behavior yeah. we'll talk about that yeah okay uh, behind-the-scenes trivia. Well, we've talked about this already, but uh, the pregnancy subplot with the vasectomy and all that was basically to embrace uh, Melissa McCarthy's pregnancy at the time. Um, uh, when well, Let's see. This is what they wrote down on the website here, too. When Rhoda returns to the apartment, she begins to ask Paris how her Christmas is. Paris cuts her off and says that her Christmas was fine. Uh, it was already stated in previous episodes that Paris is Jewish and did not celebrate her first Christmas until senior year of high school with her boyfriend at the time, Jamie. Where's Doyle? I was surprised they didn't throw him in. Yeah. We need more Doyle. Need more He's a good foil okay. for Paris. Yeah, I was going to say foil. That was the exact word I was going to use. Yeah. yeah. But that's interesting. I didn't even realize that Paris was Jewish. but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she mentions it several times in the show. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, I think it's time for mental health observations. Is there anything? I mean, I'm sure this is oh quite a bit. Oh boy, this episode is chock full. So, Sucky should just ask Lorelai for what she needs. Now, I'm not saying that that's easy for people to ask for what they need, but she would have saved herself a lot of hassle if she had just said, "Hey, can you watch the kids for me?" We have this trip coming up. I, I would just like to know, like, what's that about that she can't ask her best friend? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm, that's not always easy for people to ask for what they need. So, um, And then, you know, there's this codependent part with uh, with Lorelai that she asks Christopher it's, if it's okay that she got the coffee from Luke's. You got the coffee? Where else is she going to go on Stars Hall to get coffee? Whatever mm -hmm. that other place is. I can't remember the name of that one place that they go to that had the candy cane coffee or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why do you even have to ask if it's okay that she got the that she got the coffee from Luke's? Mm -hmm. I just, I was like, you know what? You don't need his permission to do that. No. Um, and then you know, Christopher's got his narcissist stuff coming out because getting upset about the origins of the coffee when he wasn't even there for Rory, but he's concerned about where the coffee came from. But he doesn't address his own lack of ability as a parent. Yeah. But he's concerned about the coffee. I mean, it's it's all about him. All of it's about him. 
Yeah. And, and Anna, the way they portrayed the, the court case, so a mediation, usually it wouldn't be a judge, it would be a mediator and you come to an agreement. But you do have things like this where you have the judge and it's not in a, a courtroom courtroom, it's in a smaller room um, where you have the judge decide things, especially when um, when it's between, you know, it's like just between two people or whatever. So, um, so I thought that was, depending on your state, that was, that was actually fairly accurate. Um, usually we go, like I mentioned um, a couple episodes ago, you usually go to mediation first. Like I mentioned, I'm a mediator and so we would sit together and try to come up with a, uh, something that works for everybody. Um, but you do have something called arbitration where you each talk about, you know, where you're coming from with your stance and then the, um, the judge makes the final ruling, what they say, or also mediator too, what they say goes. Um, so, so that, that was actually quite accurate and it is also very normal for people to, to start talking. Um, and, and they, that was pretty accurate that, um, that they said, you know, like, don't talk unless you're asked to talk. Um, and it, it also is very common for when someone's credibility is attacked mm -hmm. that they speak out because it's really hard for people to be quiet when someone's attacking them. Um, but, and, and the, the attorney did say, or the judge did say, you know, with one question, I think that her attorney said, she's like, you know, what's, what's that about? So I thought it actually for, for a television show, it actually was quite accurate. Mm -hmm. um, I would have liked to see more of the scene, but uh, but you can see, like, that's kind of what, I mean, I don't know if a judge would have allowed, and I am not a legal expert, not an attorney, I'm a therapist, but I don't know if the judge would have allowed her, to the attorney, to bring up all the stuff about his past relationships, because that really doesn't have any bearing. Um, but, I mean, again, it goes by state and your circuit court, so, um, like, what the standards are. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Anna is just totally gaslighting and baiting him, like, saying that you really think you have a chance and just really trying to undermine his confidence. So she's playing a total mind game on him um, to make him less less confident. I think it actually backfired on her. I think it actually made him more, um, like more into, you know, standing up for what he felt was right. So, yeah. um, and, and his attorney, I was hoping his attorney would say something like, hey, you like didn't, you know, what about the fact that you didn't tell him about this kid? I don't think the attorney said that, but I was waiting for that moment, but that didn't happen. So, no. um, and also, yeah, don't order people to to do things with their bodies. Put them aside, which gets into a whole other issue with Rome. And that goes both uh, ways, too. But, like, that's not just for women, but men, too, right? Like, yeah. Both. Right, it's autonomy of your body. Yeah. But that being said... They probably should have that conversation that he was not going to get a vasectomy on her orders. And again, I thought that whole scene a couple seasons ago was kind of odd because they would not give him a vasectomy without his okay. They wouldn't have a nurse standing there and her just saying, okay, time for you to go get snubbed. You know, that was really out of line. So, um, yeah, so everybody's got issues on the show. <laughs> Basically, season seven turns into just big old drama. And the thing too that they were just embracing the fact that they um, that Melissa McCarthy was pregnant. Here's what I would have done personally if I was writing the show. And this is gonna knock you will knock it out of the park every time, so I'm ready. I would ha I would say that she got like accepted into this culinary institute and she was moving away to like learn from mm -hmm. this great chef over in like Switzerland or something like that. So they were all gonna move there. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Problem solved. You don't even well. You don't even have to have them all move there. Like 
have Jackson stay with the kids and just have Melissa McCarthy show up later and be like, wow, I learned so much over in my culinary. I don't think Sookie would have done that, though. That would have been way out of character. Yeah. But I could see them leaving and, and Jackson, like, hiring somebody to take care of the farm. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Either way, like, I, I think you could have just easily just written it as, like, yeah, she just left for a little bit and she came do the shots with a bag in front of her like that's been done for years right where you have her on like how many times has she had food in a bag in front of her yeah you know like in the kitchen so just do that for a lot of shots yeah it would have been very simple but they didn't do it because they're not as good as writers as we are so (sighs) yeah who is um okay i think it's time to rate this episode what are you thinking score wise this is a better season seven episode so i would probably give it a six what'd you say okay yeah i was thinking a six as well i like for me it's like how much does the the live of the vasectomy matter to me and it does matter quite a bit that's why it's not like a super high because I, otherwise, I do like this episode quite a bit, actually. Like, I do like the stuff with um, Christopher and Lorelai. I do think they kind of do a, a good payoff on that storyline. And there's other stuff as well. But that storyline just drags it down so much for me. Like, I just, yeah, it's really hard to get past. So. B plots and C plots and B plots in this episode. They're trying to cram a lot of stuff in. Yeah. Part of the thing of, like, well, we're wrapping up the show, so we got to get all these things taken care of. Mm-hmm. Also, would have been an easy way to just have Melissa McCarthy just leave, and then just you know that's it. She doesn't come back for the rest of the show or something, or maybe she comes back in the last episode or something. It's like mm-hmm. I'm back from culinary school. So. Yeah, I wonder how that works with your contract and everything. I'm assuming they can buy you out of your contract. I don't know how that works. Okay. Yeah. And then what was what was Luke's final visitation? The time sharing it was it uh, was every other every other weekend. Yeah, one one weekend, summer. one weekend a uh, every month, and then uh, holidays, and then half of the summer. Was it like was it alternating holidays or something? something. I mean, usually maybe when it was you would that. Visit, yeah. Usually he would get the whole summer, especially if she's a preteen. Mm-hmm. So I thought that he actually didn't get as much time sharing, and that's what we call custody in Florida, um, as I would have expected. But I think that he wasn't sure if he was going to get any. Mm-hmm. Or, she, or she was hoping he wouldn't get any. Yeah. Um, but again, she's living in another state, too. Um, but usually you would see that the, the kid goes with the other parent the whole summer. Mm-hmm. Usually it would have seemed a little bit more, I think. Yeah. So. Okay. But well, that's it for this episode. Uh, Steph is over at stephaniesarks.com where you can pre-order her new book Healing from Toxic Relationships I'm still working through it slowly but surely but I am enjoying it so oh, far good. so good and um, yeah I'm over at threeingreeners.com almost every other day we've got new content going up and with that said we'll see you all next time bye for now bye.